So I just wanted to say a huge thank you. Um, we have Lewis E with, with, with us um, uh, from the Fair Education Alliance. Um, thanks for joining us uh, for our leadership development podcast um, at CTO UK. Um, excited to hear about what you're going to discuss. Um, let's launch straight into it, really, and just give us a, a sense of uh, where you've where you've come from um, as far as career-wise and then how you've got into the role you're in today. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, uh, it's an absolute pleasure um, sort of doing this podcast, being here for uh, today's session, so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so I'm currently the director of uh, the Fair Education Alliance, which is a, a coalition of uh, almost 80 organisations, including charities, businesses, um, universities and unions. And our focus is on trying to ensure that every child, irrespective of their parents' background or which city they were born in, um, achieves in the education system. And we want to close the education gap by 2022. And all of our organisations work towards that. Um, in terms of what I did before, um, the Fair Education Alliance. I was um, an account director at uh, a public relations firm where I worked on a number of campaigns on behalf of, of corporates on big social issues ranging from the environment to obesity to, to human rights. Um, and before that, um, in a slightly different field, I, um, I was training as a lawyer um, in a corporate law firm in the city and um, and actually before that, uh, at university, I spent uh, a number of years working in student politics. Um, so a sort of a variety, a variety of different roles. But, um, uh, you know, I think there's always been a commitment to working um, to improve the educational opportunities of young people, but also understanding the importance of the political world, of getting mm. people working together in collaboration. Yeah. Of, of ensuring that the general public are also aware of the key arguments that you know we need to make and win in order to make sure that um, no child gets left behind. Yeah, and absolutely, yeah. Um, brilliant, and, and that's um, you know, so in line with, with what we mm. obviously do, as you know, here at yeah. City UK. Um, so as you're here for the Learning for yeah. Leaders panel, and as you know, a big part of that is our participants um, having a chance to kind of glean um, career guidance and things like that mm. um, from uh, professionals like yourself. Um, I'm just interested in, you know, give us a flavour for people that want to go mm. into law, for example. Mm. I know you didn't end up mm. staying in law. Mm. Just describe it for us briefly, particularly the kind of firm you were in. And what are the kinds of, um, what kind of person might enjoy doing, doing that? And, and why did you kind of move out of that? Yeah, I think um, you know I was at a very good law firm, uh, one of um, the best in the world, and um, the training was excellent. Um, I think law, as an intellectual uh, career, is really stimulating. Um, uh, and obviously, there are different types of law. I mm -hmm. was in, involved in corporate law, um, so you know, mainly deals. You know, mm -hmm. when a company wants to take over another company, yeah. sort of what what's the mechanism by which that's done um, and I think it's it's, it's fascinating um, I personally um, sort of learned a lot being surrounded by very talented people but I think with almost everything you've got to sort of follow your passion I think and, and do try and do something with your with your career that you really enjoy and for me it was um, people winning arguments um, publicly um, the media politics campaigns um, that sort of a world which I um, sort of started off in with student politics at university and I sort of decided I want to sort of continue with and um, that's why sort of working in, in corporate communications and public relations was um, 
you know, a natural uh, following point from from working in the law. Mm. Um, you know, I think the legal profession teaches you many things. Um, I think attention to detail, um, sort of, uh, you know, simple things like making mm. sure that you know you the document any document you work <laughs> on yeah. has been checked a hundred times um, that type of rigor I think is really important as well as the sort of analytical stuff as well mm. um, so I learn I, I still use a lot of what I learned in what I do today yeah yeah that's absolutely brilliant and so you studied you did PPE at uh, Oxford yeah, yeah. Um, politics philosophy and, and um, economics yeah um, what was that like um, an Oxford grad and, or an undergrad yeah it was great I mean I, I really enjoyed the course I mean I think it, it was obviously challenging um, because there were Three subjects, um, as opposed to the the one traditionally. One of them I hadn't studied before, mm-hmm. philosophy, but I really enjoyed it. Um, it was sort of a great environment to learn. You know, sort of sat in front of a tutor and basically having arguments every week in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very different way of learning from what I remember at school. Um, um, it was very much go off on your own and sort of research this problem and come back in a week and we'll talk about it mm-hmm. um, which I thought quite I felt was quite liberating actually yeah. teach you, know, you treat it like a grown up um, and also it forced you to be sort of quite disciplined I think you, know, you can mm-hmm. sort of end up in that situation do nothing um, but you know um, I think having that amount of freedom requires you to be even more disciplined yeah. um, than at school so I really enjoyed it and as I said I think um, uh, I naturally found a sort of might be a strong word but uh, I was drawn to student politics and mm. representing students to colleges and to the university and um, ended up running in a you know, cross-campus election to become president uh, and uh, to my surprise won <laughs> um, yeah. and that that also meant I spent an extra year full-time working for, for the students and being their student representative so I had a great time yeah, brilliant time. Yeah. yeah, and so you then at some point, well, after you, you've you've kind of moved away from law, mm. um, you then how just talk to us how yeah. you got into the FEA and yeah. And so I uh, bef- between law and the FEA, uh, the alliance, I was at a uh, public relations firm. It was a brilliant firm, um, and for those of you who don't know, you know, a, a public relations firm slash communications firm basically advises clients on how best to communicate with key mm. stakeholders, whether it's government, the general public, investors, their employees, the media. Um, and our job at a communications firm is to sort of advise on that process. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a number of things ranging from writing speeches for chief executives to uh, drafting uh, you know, plans for big campaigns mm. to yeah. setting up coalitions of businesses around human rights I, it's absolutely fascinating work and I guess what I'm doing now at the FEA is an extension of that mm-hmm. um, so I uh, I decided to go and uh, work for um, uh, Teach First who um, who have set up the Fair Education Alliance mm-hmm. um, and are incubating it and they happen to be a pro bono client of ours at, at, at the firm I was at so it was a natural sort of jump off point mm-hmm. um, uh, to try and and take the skills I learned at, at, at my PR firm into uh, into the third sector and into education yeah um, now we've we've talked a, a, a little bit about mm. your background and, and, yeah. and the journey you've taken mm. um, to where you are today um, I want you know, our participants to really be able to take away some um, key pieces of learning that, that you've had in your own career so yeah. I wonder if you can just share um, 
similar light bulb moments you've had in your career, some aha moments where you've kind of, um, you really realized something that was quite transformational for you in your mm. career. It might be because of a line manager you had or mm. a relationship with a client and or just a conversation. I'm putting you on the spot here, but yeah. um, is there anything you can think of that you might be able to share that was Yeah, for you? I mean, I think there's a couple of things. I think first is, you know, I was always, I, I've been very lucky to work in, um, you know, two um, corporate firms which have been the best in their field and the senior people at those companies were incredible advisors and for me I thought it was always important to look at what they do and actually try and emulate what they do right it's, it's sort of true of any sport or any activity mm. you do you sort of see people who are best in the field you look at what they do you sort of look at why they're successful you try and apply mm. it to what you do as well yeah. and I'd like to think that the number of partners I was privileged to work with um, at those firms have sort of had an effect on me so mm. I think you know one piece of advice I always give is look at what the people who are doing well if I'm doing and stay close to them ask them for feedback ask them to be a mentor um, look at how they carry themselves in meetings ask them what they read I think it's just a really mm. good way of very quickly sort of trying to get uh, sort of get what what makes success at a particular institution I think the second the second big light bulb moment I had was I mean, something my dad my dad said to me when I when he dropped me off at university which was you know Obviously, it's important to get your, you know, get a good degree, but also um, make friends and network. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that's a it's a huge, huge thing I've always yeah. taken. You know, the importance of networks has, you know, throughout my entire career, sort of been fairly significant. Um, doing things with people, mm-hmm. um, sort of making sure that you are plugged in to the right. Um, circle. It just means that you have a feather to your bow in any organisation you work for. And also it gives you an external perspective because I think sometimes you can work in a particular industry mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes get tunnel vision and it sort of becomes a bit unclear as to sort of what's happening out there. Mm-hmm. And the value of a network, especially with people who work in completely different industries, is that you get from just having a conversation or yeah. coffee or breakfast with them what else is happening out there in the world. And those have been two big light bulb moments for me, which I think have helped me in my career as well. The final thing I'd say is sort of just the power of reading. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds quite simple, but, you know, read for me, so I got a piece of advice from someone fairly early on in my in, at school, actually. Uh, said, you know, try and read a newspaper every day. Mm-hmm. It sounds, and, you know, read a, you know, try and read a broadsheet every day. And it sounds quite simple, but actually just knowing about the world and being able to have a conversation with someone not necessarily about your work but small talk um yeah. is really important yeah and nowadays i guess with, with social media and the, and the technology there are different ways right of mm. accessing the information but yeah that's that some really powerful gems there um so um sadly we've only got a few minutes yeah. um uh, left and, and in that time um, I, I guess the last sort of exit question i guess i've got is you know what for, for someone that wants to get into mm. the kind of field you're in, which mm. are the third sector, yeah, yeah. right? What yeah. are some things, some practical things that they can actually go and do, you know, websites, people they yeah. can try and connect with on LinkedIn or anything Yeah. Like that? Well, first things first is I, I encourage as many people as possible to spend at least some time working in the sort of NGO, third sector, mm. social enterprise world. Um, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a field which could benefit from having a more diverse pool of people, if mm. I'm being honest, um, yeah. working in it. But it's also quite a difficult field to navigate. I think um, if you're interested in the private sector, I don't think there's a, 
a choice between a private sector or the public sector. I think, you know, skills, you know, skills are transferable, mm, and I yeah. think it's possible to to do both. So don't worry that you've got to make a choice and you're down one path. The second is, you know, find out what's really what really interests you. There's some fantastic organisations out there, and use that as the thing that will help you. Um, decide what you want to do. Um, I think if you, whether it's human rights or the environment or education or gender, um, you know, women's rights, uh, there are lots of organisations doing really impressive things, both in the UK and globally as well. And I think, you know, so much of it is about the passion you have for it and your familiarity with the issues and demonstrating that in an interview. It would be hard to fake that if you weren't really interested yeah. in it. So I think, um, you know, do your research, go for what you sort of are passionate in is, is, is really a good one but also there are lots of transferable skills which i think the third sector um would value uh, even if you had worked in a bank or in a consultancy mm. or as a lawyer um, yeah. so don't rule it out just because you've done that yeah that's a really really good point isn't it and would you agree it's kind of about how how self-aware you are and how, how you're able to kind of articulate you yeah know, how, what you've learned and how beneficial it is absolutely and 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 you know how applicable it is as well the other thing i'd say is you know there are lots of ways in which you can sort of get a taste for what it's like to mm. to work in a non-private sector so what well, you know the sort of um the, the sort of third sector i think you know whether it's being a school governor or trying to get on a board of a charity mm. yeah. or uh, whether it's sort of just picking an issue and following it and networking with people in that industry, all those things yeah. help with the transition to, to that industry. And I think that's that's something that's important to, to remember as well. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. Well, um, I'm, for one, I'm definitely uh, sad that we've kind of come to the end and got a whiskey away yeah. um, for the Learning from Leaders panel. But I just want to say a huge thank you again uh, for coming and... We, we really just scratched, scratched the surface, didn't we? So um, looking forward to a part two at some point. In Great. The future. Yeah. Thank you.